Coming to you from Annapolis, Maryland, home of the U.S. Naval Academy, the sailing capital of the world, home of the world's largest crab feast, and four signers of the Declaration of Independence. This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, a daily roundup of local news that you can use, including local sports, local events, local opinion, and local weather from DMV Weather. Now here's your host, publisher of Eye on Annapolis, John Frenet. Good morning. It is Monday, April 9th, 2018. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Anne Arundel County's Chesapeake High School is kind of in the news again. Last week, they did have a fight on campus, which authorities said did have some racial overtones. And over the weekend, the school district sent out a notice to parents saying that there is a social media threat that does not apply to Chesapeake High School. Apparently, there was a school in Texas which had some sort of a threat, and it kept referring the school as CHS. They did investigate it. They did get the police involved, and they have determined that there is no threat to Chesapeake High School. It is CHS, which is a school someplace in Texas. On Saturday, a driver for the United States Postal Service was sent to the R. Adams County Shock Trauma Center after crashing her vehicle into a tree along White Plains Road near Millville Road in Arnold. Fire department took about 30 minutes to extricate her. She was transported to the hospital with life-threatening injuries, and the investigation is ongoing there. State lawmakers overwhelmingly approved changes to the state's hate crime law on Saturday that will broaden its ability to be used by prosecutors. This stems from the Crofton News case where Judge Paul Harris had said that he was unable was unable to issue a verdict based on the hate crime because the legislation was so illy crafted. The change does come days after a series of racially charged incidents at Chesapeake High School. If the legislation becomes law, as it's expected to, the new wording would prohibit certain acts against, quote, another person or group, unquote, because of identifiers like race, religion, or sexual orientation. It passed unanimously in the Senate last month and cleared the House of Delegates 129 to 4 on Saturday. Maryland voters are going to get a chance to decide whether casino revenue set aside for schools must be used to enhance education funding above the amount now required by state formulas. On Friday evening, the Maryland House passed the constitutional amendment. That puts it on the ballot in November. Supporters say it would add roughly $500 million a year to school funding when fully phased in over four years. The ballot question comes as the state commission is expected to recommend raising Maryland's funding formulas. They were last set in 2002. State officials did tout Maryland's gambling expansion as a way to add more money to education funding, but critics say the pledge has rung hollow because the money has often been redirected to plug budget holes. Ain't that the truth? Governor Hogan has a chance to appoint two more judges to the circuit court in Anne Arundel County. Judge Paul Harris has retired, as has Judge Paul Getsky. Harris retired day before his 70th birthday, and 70 is the mandatory age at which justices do need to step down in the circuit court. And Getsky retired, taking an ordinary medical disability retirement to take effect in June. This does come in advance of a hearing that was pending against him for judicial misconduct following a courtroom confrontation with an attorney. A hearing on that complaint was canceled, and the commission will not pursue it because of his retirement. This cracked me up. A Washington, D.C. activist has moved to Maryland because he has had enough of lawmakers from outside of Washington, D.C. trying to stifle the will of D.C. residents. He's a marijuana activist, and he claims that he's going to go to the ballot box to unseat 
Congressman Andy Harris. This November, Adam Eidinger wants voters to oust Representative Andy Harris from the 1st Congressional District in Maryland. He recently moved to Salisbury, where he has an apartment and his voting residence, yet he still maintains a residence in D.C. as well. He went to Facebook and Twitter and posted a series of photos of him changing his address there. In an interview, he said, The only reason I'm moving to the eastern shore of Maryland is Andy Harris. It's totally political. He said that a budget rider supported by Harris has put a chokehold on the district's ability to enact marijuana-related laws beyond what is already legal under Initiative 71. He said, we're fed up and there's nothing left to do but simply move to his district and organize his district against him. Be interesting to see whether it has any effect in a highly Republican district that Andy Harris has won pretty handily for quite a few terms. That's about it for the news this Monday morning. Of course, we have George Young with DMV Weather coming up with your local weather forecast. And I've got a rant. Scott McMullen, candidate for District 6 County Council and host of the Annapolis podcast, called me last week saying that we hadn't had a rant on the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief in a while. So, Scott, here you go. I'm Sean O'Neill, your local RBC Wealth Management Advisor. When you choose to work with me, you'll have access to a worldwide network of financial products and services only available from a leading global institution. RBC's international reputation for physical strength and stability, world-class capabilities, and corporate values is unique in the financial services industry. I also recognize the importance of reinvesting in the communities in which we live and work, and I'm committed to serving my clients by building long-term relationships based on trust, integrity, and confidence. I look forward to helping you with your wealth management needs. Call me, Sean O'Neill, today at 410-573-6723 for a complimentary consultation. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. This is Maryland. The weather can be nearly unpredictable. We've got George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis to sort it all out. Hey, everyone. This is George with DMV Weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Monday, April 9th. One more day of high temps only in the 40s, and we might just see a very light rain-snow mix move across all of Anne Arundel County this morning. But it should be of little to no consequence. And then spring starts to reemerge tomorrow and Wednesday with highs in the 50s followed by 60s and 70s Thursday through Sunday. So hang in there for one more day, and it'll be shorts and t-shirts by the end of the week. Okay, that's it for us today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Be sure to download our free weather app by searching your app store for DCMDVA Weather, and also follow us on Facebook or Twitter or on our website at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather-informed. Make it a great week out there, but remember, whatever the weather outside, have fun and be safe. Hi, this is Randy. And Claudia Boldiga. Please join us and our presenting sponsor, RXNT, on Saturday, April 28th, on AAMC's South Campus for Denim and Diamonds Bash. Proceeds will benefit mental health and addiction services in our community. Now more than ever, we need to focus on this critical need. The bash sold out last year, so don't delay and join us for this fabulous night under the stars. Can't make the party? You can still help by purchasing a raffle ticket. This year's raffle is a stunning four-piece amethyst jewelry collection donated by Cezanne Jewelers, valued at $5,000. Only 100 tickets will be sold for the raffle, so don't miss out. For event or raffle tickets, go to aamcdenimanddiamonds.org. Thanks for your support of Anne Arundel Medical Center's efforts to improve the availability of mental health and addiction services throughout our community. Remember, it's not just a party. It's a party with a purpose. They say opinions are like 
here we are with a dose of opinion for you. Here we go again. There's a colloquialism out there. Same shit, different day. Well, it's just like that during the Annapolis budget season, and here we are. Tonight, Mayor Buckley is presenting his budget to the city council along with his State of the City address. It's pretty much standard stuff. And also in the pretty much standard stuff column is Alderman Ross Arnett's annual The Sky is Falling email detailing how the city is on the verge of collapse. For the record, it's still standing after 369 years. Alderman Arnett, I think we're good. That's not to say we don't have a budget problem. Mayor Buckley said as much when he alluded to a tax increase when he spoke with us on the Maryland Crabs podcast a few weeks ago. What does get me upset is that year after year, we hear the same rhetoric from the council about how there are so many financial problems, yet all they do is kick the can down the road, hoping that somebody else in the future will handle all the heavy lifting. In Alderman Arnett's email, he warns, yet again, of the dire circumstances and says we are going to pay the price for kicking that can. He alludes that because the mayor is a new mayor and that half of the council is new, that somehow they will find difficulty in balancing the budget. Maybe we should give them a chance. What do you say? I mean, after all, the other half of the council, the older half of the council, including Alderman Arnett, has been the one that has been kicking that can down the road for all these years. To be honest, everyone but the mayor and the new members are responsible for this mess. At the last budget, former Alderman Littman warned about this and did not vote in favor of the budget. Now, granted, he wasn't seeking re-election, so raising taxes and fees and cutting expenses had no real bearing on him. But then, if you recall the day after, in a very odd press conference orchestrated by state Senate candidate Sarah Elfreth, all of the Democratic alderpersons, along with the Democratic candidates for city office, gathered to speak about how bad the budget was. What was particularly odd about that? Well, aside from Alderman Littman, every single one of them had voted for the budget less than 18 hours earlier. Yes, Alderman Arnett, Alderwoman Finlayson, and Alderwoman Pindell Charles had all supported the budget. They were now standing outside the Hillman garage opposing. How do you reconcile that? I guess you'll need to ask your older person for that answer because I sure as hell don't know. Regardless of the political shenanigans, I do believe the city is in a tough situation. The tax rate, which is the prime income, has remained steady, yet the revenues from them have declined a bit. Something is going to have to give. The mayor is hoping that Teresa Sutherland will be the savior and hoping that a 35% salary increase over what Tom Andrews was making may help. I'm not sure about that. Granted, her financial background is stellar, but what about our finance director, Bruce Miller, who also makes a very good salary? He's been navigating these waters for years now. With a change in political party, this administration quite likely will rely on the old, blame the old guy, for the mess they face. Don't be fooled. It takes five votes to make anything happen in City Hall. We have a mayor with a lot of ideas. Some of them are good. Some of them are way out there. Some of them are inexpensive and easy to implement. And others, if they don't pan out as planned, could cost us in a major, major way. I'll be the first to admit that it's wonky and nerdy, but for the residents of the city of Annapolis, I encourage you to pay attention. It's almost a given that taxes will be going up, fees will be going up, services may be cut. Pay attention. Contact your older person and hopefully they will respond to you. Watch, or better yet, attend the televised committee and city council meetings, Comcast Channel 100 and Verizon 34. And while I don't think that the sky is falling, there are some dark clouds on the horizon. Pay attention. And when it comes time to vote on the budget and your older person says that they are opposed out of one side of their mouth and decidedly vote in favor of it out of the other, hold them accountable. 
It may take you another three and a half years to hold them accountable, but don't forget it. And that's what I'm thinking today. Thanks for listening to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief. If you like what you heard, make sure to tell your friends and colleagues about it. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find much more. Be sure to check out our other weekly podcast, The Maryland Crabs. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.